TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to the Two Guys at a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. Coming at you on a beautiful Thursday, emanating out of the fine city of Chicago. I'm not sure what emanating means, but it sounds awfully good to say we got a lot of action going on. Big sports weekend coming up. We'll preview some uh, college football and underrated weekend coming up. Some good matchups. we got NBA basketball to talk about. We will jump off the sports page. And here... In the fine city of Chicago, we have NFL football, Bear football, on a Thursday night. It's kind of an odd occurrence. Not sure if we're ready for it. kind of uh, affects the balance of the human inner sports syndrome, if you will. But hopefully we'll be adjusted for it about 720 tonight. Let's welcome in my good partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. I think I'm allergic to Thursday uh, NFL football, Coach. Oh, you got the sneezes? Yeah, I, I don't know what just happened to me, but yes, it's uh, 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 that's okay, why one of the things, one of the many, many things I like about our show is the professional shows will have a, will have a cough button. There's a special button if you do burp or cough or sneeze or pass gas, you hit that button. Our show, our show does not have that button. I've never requested it. The few times in my past experience, Big Dell, we've had it. I've never used it. I feel. I feel it's our way of connecting with the listener. If they hear an occasional burp, a sneeze, a cough, God forbid, a passing of the gas, it connects us with the listener and makes our show more real. What a bunch of crap that is. Well, you know, I listened to yesterday's show about uh, about seven <laughs> times just to listen to the burp that I let out at about 1030. Uh, was our, our old radio partner, Brian Bauer, said with your gas problem, thank God they don't have scratch and sniff radio. This is true, Coach. <laughs> all right, would you agree with me, though? It's it's weird. You know, Bear football. I mean, I look forward all week to the Bears game on Sunday. The fact that it's on Thursday night, hopefully I'll be ready at 720. But quite frankly, I don't feel like I'm prepared for today's game. I hope the Bears are, are, are a little more prepared than I am. Well, uh, well, we've talked about this all week. Hopefully uh, it's Lovey Smith that is not preparing them. Yeah. But I was talking about you as a viewer, as a spectator. So I think yeah. I can handle sitting on the couch watching football. Well, I think that's pretty easy to adjust to. Yeah, see, I'm worried about you. I, I hear a little lethargy in you. I, and I hope the Bears are not going to come across the same way. I mean, no, you'll be there. It's, be able to watch the game it's, tonight, so it's easy really... to go out on the court. It's easy to come out in the field. Yeah, we'll be there. Don't worry. We'll make an appearance. I'm talking about the edge, big dog. Are you going to be pumped? Are you going to be ready? There's only 16 of these babies all year no, long. I'm not going to get to watch it. Say what? I've already, I've already explained this to you, Coach. I have to work tonight, so I'm not going to get what? to see the game. Shocking. Yes. I am shocked and appalled. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, i got to make some type of money. I'm going to make like $27 oh. giving an old woman a foot massage. So it's got to happen. <laughs> Hopefully she's a Bear fan. Oh, well, while you're giving the foot massage, you could sneak a little peeky-peeky at the TV. I'm sure it wouldn't hurt. What are you doing tonight that it must be something important that will keep you away from your beloved Bear? I uh, we talked about this. I'm uh, repping uh, the championship of the co-ed league this week. So Tuesday I had a 
do I did all the the guy leagues and then tomorrow today is the Remember, the co-ed leagues. I remind so, you, big dog, between sneezes and sniffs, you sound miserable over there. By the way, uh, I, that, I feel fine. That's that's okay. the funny thing. I don't know. All of a sudden, right when I dialed the phone, I I started sneezing. This is horrible. I don't know what happened to me. So all right. Well, it's probably the pressure of doing the show and the anticipation of working with me. I know it's a big responsibility. Try to hold up your end, and I've I've told my friends the same thing when dealing with me. Just try to act normal and try not to get too nervous. So I, I understand, Coach. I understand. <laughs> yeah, you understand about as well as they do. But, no, I, I want to remind you now, you're not just talking to me. You're talking to a vast listening audience out there, a show being heard via the Internet in seven different continents. We're also sneaking out to South and North Carolina. Uh, what You said you're refing. Well, there's many people out there that don't know what championship game, what sport, what league. What league, uh, co-ed softball, or co-ed fo- flag football. Co-ed flag co-ed football. Did, yeah, I did the guys' league on Tuesday. Luckily, you know, that went off without a hitch. But the, the co-ed league, the guys are a little bit more spastic in there. You know, mm-hmm. you, you got like the 135-pound computer nerds, which I love. I love 135-pound computer nerds. Yep. But when they scream at me and try to take out the frustration that they weren't a high school football star, that's the only thing that bothers me. Relax, buddy. You, you don't find uh, in a co-recreational setting where the guys might be trying to impress the girls, you don't find the guys getting even a little bit more um, edgy. And, and, and I mean no knock on on the guys that play in this, but i got to be quite honest with you. The, the level of athleticism between the women in this league and the guys is uh-huh. very close. It's very close. As a matter of fact, because most of these girls were like, you know, I talk, I talk to them. I'm like, you know, you're really good at this. So, you know, if I go, I was an All-American soccer player at North Carolina, this girl Lockett. Mm-hmm. So I was like, did you know Mia Hamm? She's like, yeah, she used to come by all the time. And another girl who's phenomenal, you know, she was, uh, she played professional football for uh, uh, the Seattle Lingerie team, and now she's, next year she'll be on the Bliss. You know, so there's some really good athletes out there. And you know, it just so happens that, you know, like the guys aren't all that great. So, it's like, the difference between the guys and the girls there is only the fact that guys yeah. usually throw the ball a little bit better than the girls do. I'm, Other than that, it's about the same. I'm fascinated by the concept of Seattle lingerie football. I'm looking and uh, trying to go to the website now, see if I can get some of the history of the great Seattle Silk Stockings team. But, uh, Her apparently... name is Janet Fan. Beg your pardon? And she is in the team picture. Janet Fan. Really? P-A-N. Yes. Wow. I got a. Put up that team picture. Oh, I'm a big fan, Coach. Yeah. Big fan. Well, you know, the, the, if anyone out there, championship game listening, Corec Football City of Chicago, you might want to recruit a young lady named Sammy Grisafe. You've seen her play before, Big Dog. Oh, she my. plays not for this lingerie crap, but she plays real women's professional football. Yes, there's an international professional women's football league. I forget the exact initials to it, but uh, Big Dog, she is blonde. She is athletic. She can spew out the four-letter words with any guy that I've ever seen, and she can fling the football. Yeah, Coach, and that's the thing. In this league, you every at least every third play has to be a female play. So they either have to catch it, run yep. with it, or throw it. Mm-hmm. And if you get a girl that can throw it, it really, really enhances your team. And the one team with the girl that can throw it, yep. They're awesome. They 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 probably they're going to win the championship to be quite honest with you because every third play she flings it down the field, you know, and she'll throw it away every once in a while. It's it's pretty good. All right, that's 
Dedication to the uh, financial pocketbook. The big dog missing his beloved Bears today. He'll be reffing co-ed flag football. I know you've uh, analyzed the game, big dog, as the semi-professional that you claim to be. Miami Dolphins at home. Third string quarterback. Uh, game is almost even odds. The Bears coming in on a little bit of a hot streak right now, but the game is at Miami. They've had bad luck there. Uh, give me a gander how you think this game might go along and maybe finish out. Uh, you know, this Tyler Sigmund's a lot better than your typical third-string quarterback coach. He's actually he's actually pretty decent. So I, I really don't look at the kid as – I mean, he started NFL games before, don't forget. He started at least three of them with the Chiefs a couple of years ago, and I think they won a couple of them. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I think it's going to be a really, really tough game, and I, I really don't have a feel for it. Uh, but I do think the Bears are not going to embarrass themselves like they typically do on national television, Coach. So we're not going to see Cutler throw uh, four or five interceptions. Bears go back to uh, run the ball first down, run the ball second down, pass on third and long. We're not going to see that. And like you said, I say that as a Bears fan because that's been the vision many, many uh, Sunday night, Monday night, or God forbid, Thursday night games. What, being way too conservative and putting the quarterback in bad situations? Uh, Yes. Yeah, and basically laying an egg as a football team. You alluded to it. It's been – if Bear fans are twitching a little bit every time they're on national TV, they've got a right to do that because we've played some of the worst football games ever on on our big national TV games. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. In those rare years when the Bears are really, really good, they usually do pretty well on, uh, on, uh, you know, Monday night or Thursday night or Sunday night football. Mm -hmm. but. I don't know how to like describe this year yet, and we all know Jay Cutler on primetime, horrid. He's been abysmal yep. on uh, on primetime games since he's been with the Chicago Bears, and when he was with the Broncos, mm-hmm. his numbers are not good during night games when the bright lights come on. Somebody, and I don't know, David Olson, are a fine producer, not only our media critic, he's our medical expert as well. I heard somebody mention that diabetics, diabetics in the evening, have taller have trouble with color differentiation and that that's why Cutler in some of those Sunday night, Monday night games has not played well. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I heard a vicious rumor. Again, diabetes. Maybe we have a uh, fan that's uh, knowledgeable or or has diabetes and could speak to that, but uh, 888-463-6748. I don't think we've thrown our phone number out there yet. 888-463-6748. But uh, Jay Cutler, as you know, Big Dog, is a diabetic. Yes, he's got the sugar. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care fault. about Kristen Cavallari. I'm talking about the fact that he's got a lifelong disease that he's got to manage. Yeah, you know, I've heard that before, and he like <laughs> absolutely refutes it. It says, you know, it's not true. But uh, that, which part, that, that, the diabetes or the Kristen Cavallari part? Which part is not true? Yeah, his girlfriend's Kristen Cavallari. Is that right? Yes. And uh, she's she's on that reality show. Yeah, she's all over. I don't know what she does, but she's all over the place. Yeah, so she's a hot chick that's rich, and is that the part that he's? Is he denying that, or is he denying diabetes? I would. I think he's just upset that she has more money than him. Okay. Sometimes that can emasculate somebody, especially mm-hmm. if you're a quarterback. It did, Tom Brady's fine with it because his wife has turned him into a woman. Have you seen his hair lately? <laughs> so he's fine with being emasculated. So the floppy-haired look. Uh, speaking of uh, very few things can emasculate your masculinity, like your female uh, compadre, be it wife, girlfriend, uh, or a possible first date like you, Big Dog, when you're shopping, and she creates a scene. 
And I don't know if you read it or not, but that's exactly what Christian Cavalieri did a couple of weeks ago, apparently with Jay Cutler, who flies out to, like, New York on the, on the one day off they have. He flies out and flies back in. But apparently she put up a big stink in a shopping, uh, one of those high-priced elite shopping malls. I forget what the deal was, but uh, she embarrassed Jay Cutler, I think, a little bit. I, 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 I mean, like, no, seriously, like, uh, I'd be done with her. I, I, I heard that story, too. Yep. I heard that story too, and it would supposedly happened on the guest store uh, in the guest store mm-hmm. uh, down on Oak Street, where she walked in and said, "Oh, you know, I, I'm famous. Give me something for free, basically." Okay. But once again, that's all. This, that's all. It's yes. all rumor. Yeah, it's all rumor. And as you know, Big Dog, we do not speculate. That's that's not the kind of show we produce here. Well, I'd be more than happy to bring a camera down to the guest store and get the facts. <laughs> I, I think you should do that. I, yeah, I mean, there's I, I a lot think, of stuff. That I we think need this to worry is a job for the investigative reporting of the big dog. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, there's so many things we need to worry about that should go to the top of the list. Uh-huh. Forget the economy. <laughs> forget overspending. You know, for you know, forget uh, the wars that were going on in this country. Mm-hmm. Let, let's get to the bottom of this right now. Let us not uh, forget uh, the situation in Haiti after the earthquake and now. Uh, possible spread of disease. I don't want to leave them out of the uh, disastrous situations that are going on in the world right now, and I say that with no sarcasm at all. Uh, Big Dog, how are you, buddy? You okay? You stopped the sneezing yeah, I'm doing over all right. I mean, I, I feel fine. I have right. no idea. Like, legitimately, right when David Olson answered the phone, yep. I started sneezing. And I went, it was like five or six minutes. I could barely breathe. I have no idea what just happened <laughs> to me. So You sound like you're clearing up a little bit. Yeah, I do feel a lot, but I lay down though, so that 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 okay. I think that's what it is. So. All right, we could recommend a couple pills for you. I'll talk to you after the show off air. But uh, continuing on, now you predicted a pretty good game. You predicted a close game. Are you willing here on uh, international web sports talk radio to predict the winner in this evening's game? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Bears. That wasn't very confident. Well, I mean, I really don't. I don't know what the, the like if. Tyler Thigpen might be the best quarterback on the Miami Dolphins, Coach, which yep. is so funny. Everybody's like, oh, they're going up against a third-string quarterback. The Bears should kill this guy. And I'm like, I was like, you guys realize this guy has started NFL games before. And they're like, where? Mm-hmm. And when I said in Kansas City, they actually thought Kansas City was defunct as an NFL franchise until this season. <laughs> so they didn't believe me. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, you know, typically, especially if you're going up against the Bears' third-string quarterbacks, you know, over the years of the, where the, like these guys have just been absolutely lambasted and then the Bears eventually have to put their third stringer out there. It's usually really, really ugly. Mm-hmm. But I, I, this guy, I, I think, might be the best third string quarterback to start in the NFL in a long time. All right. In a couple of minutes, by the way, we're going to welcome in Ron Santo, and he's going to give us, uh, Ronnie's going to come in and give us an actual breakdown of Tyler Thigpen, the quarterback I think a lot of Bears fans, like myself, a lot of uh, NFL fans are not real aware of. So we want to see what we're going to. See, uh, possibly in tonight's game for the Miami Dolphins. So Ronnie Santa will join us in a couple of minutes. Injury can we ask one. Him the Jay Cutler uh, question because he has juvenile diabetes also. So we can ask uh, Ron Santo if it actually affected yeah. him playing good, that night. Good connection. Forgot about that. Good connection. Thank you. We'll make sure to ask him that as well. Okay. On the injury front, uh, outside linebacker, the Bears, by the way, have been very healthy this year. Bear fans, you want to check in. Miami fans, NFL fans, talk about this evening's game. 888-463-6748. The 5-4 and four Dolphin take on the 6-3 and three Chicago Bears. Should actually be a pretty good game. Pisa Tino Isamoa. 
Yeah, is out, it, Coach. out for the game. The Bears have been very healthy this year for the most part, Big Dog. Nick Roach, the replacement, I don't think that'll hurt him too much for Miami. No, either. not at all. I'm, I'm fine with that, actually. Yeah. Absolutely fine with the, the replacement. Yeah, although Tino Isamoa has, um, in a very quiet way, actually been a, a big part of a pretty good Chicago Bear defense. He's played well this year. And last week he was phenomenal, uh, like busting up plays in the backfield and having other people make the tackle. Mm-hmm. But there would be like two guys in the backfield in a pile. And, and, well, three of them because a piece would be on the bottom of, but he would take out two blockers and then, uh, you know, it's, and then, uh, Erlacher would come by and make the tackle and I'd be like, oh, great play by Erlacher is mm-hmm. the strong side linebackers laying there dizzy from, from punishing people. I heard somebody say, if you ever want to find lost contacts, you can always call Tommy Harris. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's what he does. Walks around on his hands and knees playing football. Yeah. And, and on occasion, if, uh, Henry Melton or someone like that knocks the ball loose, while he's looking for context down there, he will come up with a loose fumble on occasion. It's, he had a fumble recovery last week, Coach, and that's exactly how we got it. He was laying yep. on the ground, and the ball <laughs> fell in front of him, and he just laid on it. I mean, it's, you can laugh, but it's true. That's exactly how we got his, uh, his FR last week. Yeah, you know what they say, Big Dog? Laughing is the closest emotion to crying. So if I, if I look, really? if, if I think back to what you never heard that expression? I, I did a lot of laughing yesterday, so. Absolutely. That's you. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you very much. Very quickly, Jake Long, the right tackle. One of the better matchups today uh, or this evening will be to watch Julius Peppers, our rush defensive end, going up against Jake Long. You studied his tape, Big Dog. You're, a, you're an in-the-trenches in type guy. I, I would assume you love the young. Is he a rookie or second-year guy? Howie Long's no, no, son, this, Jake this Long. Third-year coach. Third-year. Third-year. Okay. And I do love the guy. He was the, the tackle on the last time Michigan was relevant in 07. Yep. You know, so he was the, you know, the number one overall pick. And that guy can flat out play. The issue with him this week is he tore his labrum last week. Shoulder. Yes, the, uh, the joint or whatever in your, in your shoulder. Uh, you know, you're going basically with one arm playing against Julius Peppers. I don't care how good you are. Yep. You know, that's, you're, you're in for a world of hurt. Uh, that's, see, that's an advantage the Bears have this week that you just don't expect. You go, oh, he's going against Jake Long. Julius Peppers won't be able to dominate. They can actually, you know, Jake Long can take him one on one. Not anymore. Not with one arm. Mm-hmm. Julius Peppers will whoop any offensive lineman in the league with one arm. And we kid sometimes about, you know, a guy's got a dislocated kneecap, dislocated shoulder. I tape him up, get him back in there. That, folks, is exactly what Jake Long, old-school football mentality, it's exactly what he's doing tonight. The son of a gun's got a dislocated shoulder. Torn labrum. Not a dislocated, he had torn labrum. Torn? That's a lot worse than a dislocated shoulder. Well, I don't know about that. A dislocated shoulder is pretty bad. I don't know if I want to choose between the two, but either way. Uh, I will take the dislocated shoulder. You would? Yes, without a doubt, between the two. I don't know. Between the two, I might go torn labrum. I haven't torn a labrum. I'm not looking forward to doing it, but between that and the dislocation of a shoulder, I'll take the torn labrum. I wish you were dislocated from the seat you were sitting <laughs> in right now. I was going to say, next time we do a live remote, we can do an actual demonstration. <laughs> we'll do it on the rain, man. <laughs> yes, if, you ever, if you've ever had a dislocation, it's not when it gets knocked out that it hurts. No? It's when it gets put back in. Oh, boy. That's what hurts. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, come on, you're overly sensitive. Just pop it back into place, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I, oh. I, I, I've had I've had 
my knee dislocated several times. Oh, your knee? Yeah, yeah, several times. So the popping out, minor pain, but when they pop when, it back in? Yeah, it's it's bad. Excruciating. It's bad. See that? I told you, Big Doug. <laughs> and see, you know, with the, with the whole several things, once it happens once, it, it's easier to happen again. Yep. Because the pathway has been cleared, so to speak. Yep. So. Yep. Let that be a lesson to all the uh, young uh, male teenagers out there, Big Doug. And I, nothing to do with football, by the way. The messages that the messages that we pass across on this show expand to uh, different varieties of life. We're an educational program. Don't kid yourself. Well, you're also speaking to me, even though I'm in you know my late thirties. I'm extremely immature. What yes. do uh, adolescent boys have to worry about? I don't want to go Locating back. Locating shoulders. Nah. Go back to the tapes. Our show's at archive. Listen to David Olson, and you can uh, connect the dots if you want. David Olson, our fine producer. By the way, the Rain Man you're talking about, Robert, the Rain Man. Uh, what the hell is his last name again? McEwen. Thank you very much. Uh, I was going to put some um, video of our show yesterday when the big dog was in the studio. So anybody listening today, you want to watch. Uh, really wasn't much of a sports show. It was pretty much a dating advice show, but it's up on the website, right, Dave? Yeah, up on TalkZone. we got the video archives. Oh, on TalkZone, too. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I actually, like this morning, uh, a friend of mine was over, you know, and she watched it. And she's like, why do you have a picture of, of guys in a steam room? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, and then I looked at it, I couldn't believe it. David, guys, not only is he a great on-air producer, the uh, synopsis of the shows that go on the talk zone, and David does this himself, combined with the picture and the description, it's uh, it's artwork unto its own. It's arguably the, the best part of our show is, is David's <laughs> synopsis. It really is, to be quite honest with you. You don't even have to listen, people. Just just read this enough, and that's enough. Yeah, I, I have to admit that picture was picture was particularly gay. Yes, it, it was like it was, when I found that in the when I found that yeah, in stock photo, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't gay. completely gay because there was a attractive female that was somehow snuck into the men's steam room. No, 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 no. That was a very, very attractive man, not an attractive Stop. female coach. Stop yourself, as Doug Buffon would say. <laughs> All right, very quickly as we move on to other topics here, Big Dog, to wrap up Bears and Dolphins tonight, you rather unconfidently are picking the Bears. It actually should be a pretty good matchup, the winner tonight in the driver's seat to uh, make the playoffs. Uh, They're not home yet, but they're in the driver's seat. couple other angles in the game. One, you got Brandon Marshall, the new star receiver for the Miami Dolphins. He was Jay Cutler's main receiver back with the Denver Broncos, right? So the two of them meet on on a Thursday night. Yeah, so you end up. Yeah, Brandon Marshall is a very good receiver. I don't think he's as great as everybody else kind of mm-hmm. uh, makes him out. And, and he has not really put up any type of numbers since he's been in Miami, Coach. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think that really has any type of factor. You know, do you, do you think Jay Cutler no. and Brandon Marshall are going to kiss before the yeah, game? No. It, it's a curiosity, but you're right, not a factor. All right. Real quick, before we go to the break, let's welcome in Ron Santo, uh, Chad Henna, 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 Henna. The starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, he's out. Chad Pennington, the number two quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, is out tonight. A young man named uh, Tyler, don't call me Terrence, Thigpen will be the starting quarterback. And we thought we'd bring in Ron Santo, a pitching expert, but also on quarterbacking, uh, to tell us a little bit about it. Ronnie, if you could, tell the national audience a little bit about Miami Dolphin right-handed quarterback, Tyler Thigpen. Uh, well, Ronnie, uh, he uh, likes to have time in the pocket. Uh, he likes to step into his throws, and, and he definitely, definitely, as a quarterback, he likes to, to work in short-yarded situations, Coach. 
Does he use protection? He tries to avoid the third and long. He does. Does he use protection? Yeah, yeah, he needs protection in the pocket, Coach. And he needs protection. All right. Is he a uh, – can, can he uh, throw the ball long? Do the Bears have to worry about the deep threat, or is he a, a dink and dunker? Will he manage the game, or will he try to win the game, Ron Santos? Well, he, he, he's a game manager. He takes what's in front of him. He takes what the defense gives him, and uh, he likes to work the ball all over the field. Interesting. Does he like to get ahead in the count? Oh, absolutely. He likes to work quickly, Coach. <laughs> Does he like to keep the ball low and away? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why he's the third-string quarterback, folks. Uh, very nice. And, re- and also, Ronnie, if you could, uh, what college? I don't remember him playing college football. Where'd I he go? don't either, Coach. Uh, but he, see, he, that's why he went to Coastal Carolina. That's why we don't remember him playing Interesting. college. Interesting. Coastal Carolina. All right. Th- Ronnie, thank you. That was a, uh, I feel like a more knowledgeable fan when I watch the game tonight. That's what I do, Coach. All right. Say goodnight, Ron. Good night, Ron. Thank you. We'll take a quick break. Back with the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Got to bring up some NBA, basketball, NHL, hockey. And also, we will peek in, sneak in. We'll sneak down to Lake Buena Vista, Florida for the winter GM meetings, a little trade talks, hot stove talk, baseball style here on November 18th. Back in a minute. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. Or is it November 19th? Whatever. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Wow! Woo! Yes, indeed. We break from football, and let's uh, head down to, we thought it was Orlando, Florida, but more specifically, it's Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Never been to that place, but it sounds like a lovely, lovely spot. That is where all your baseball general managers are meeting. Big Doe, before we get into some hot stove trades, let me throw your managers of the year at you and see if you, if you, God forbid, were a respected writer and actually had a vote if you'd agree with them. Bud Black, San Diego Padres, wins the National League Award, and Ron Gardzi, Garden Hire, the Minnesota Twins manager. Uh, those are your two managers of the year. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I have absolutely no problem with the Bud Black selection. A lot of people think it was going to be Dusty Baker. And, and I know the Padres finished in second, and the, 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 what do you call it, the Reds actually won the Central. But if you really look at the teams, the, the, I, it's not too hard to believe. It's not too far-fetched to see the, the Reds winning the Central. They had a pretty quality ball club. The Padres thoroughly and utterly overperformed all season long. Well, except for like the last week when the Giants passed them. So uh, I have no problem with that uh, selection, even though one was a winner and one the other one wasn't. Close. And Ron Gardenhire, he deserves it every year. They should have named the award after him <laughs> anyways. But I really would have given it to Ron Washington of the Rangers coach. That's who I would have voted for. Uh-huh. Both and, votes both votes were uh, were close. And the National League, real close. Dusty Baker was one vote, Big Dog, one vote behind uh, Bud Black. So that was real close. Yes, 
And Ron Washington, your guy, did take, it wasn't quite a one-vote close, but he was a fairly close second place. So a lot of people agreed with you. And by the way, have you seen the little kid who shaved his hair off, shaved his head, and and went to Halloween as Ron Washington? (laughs) I have not. That is something you definitely have to YouTube. It is hysterical. And I mean, he—I think he might have been his son, and he just like—he looked exactly like Ron Washington. I was just surprised that uh, you know, like a ten-year-old kid could grow a mustache like that. <laughs> Probably a fake mustache, big deal. But I love the. I, actually, a couple of years ago, when I was taking my kids around when they were young enough, I actually thought of going as Minnesota Twin manager Ron Gardenhire. Guardy, as yeah. they call him. Put the pillow in the uh, you know underneath the shirt. Get the little goatee going. The baseball cap. Put a little chew, maybe a giant musketeer bar on the right side of my cheek, and uh, there you go. That's your Ron Gardenhire look. And just keep on repeating, first and third you to death, first and third you to death. <laughs> Hit behind the runner. Hit behind the runner. Advance the runner. Yeah, and I agree with you, by the way. I like the fact that Bud Black won the award. Any baseball fans here will do a brief segment on baseball, 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the Coach at your service. You can always email us, Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C and the number two, Mike2Guys, AOL.com. I like the fact that even though they finished with a, a little mini slump, a lot of times the voters, you know, it's last impressions that uh, stick with them the most. Over the course of the 162 games, Big Dog, you're correct, Bud Black, overachieve with his team, and that's what the manager of the year is all about. Yeah, you're exactly right. And almost always they take, unless it's like somebody that was managing the Royals or something like that, typically it's it's one of the four playoff teams from that league. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know the Padres didn't make it. I, I thought they made the right choice. Now uh, they, they do the American League Cy Young Award is uh, being announced today at 2.30. Wow. Uh, or was it already? Did they announce that yesterday? Did we find no, out? No, they have not. Okay. Uh, so some pretty good races, you know, in the American League. And, and then we talk about the National League MVP is thoroughly up for grabs. Is it Votto? Is it Pujols? I'm actually rooting for Pujols in that situation because I can't stand Joey Votto. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the American League MVP, in a strange way, this might sound a little weird, but Josh Hamilton may have won the MVP in the American League. He sealed it up, I should say, after his injury and, didn't play, and he didn't play anymore. Because the Rangers were cruising along, they were destroying everybody, and all of a sudden he ran into the wall, and then they couldn't score all of a sudden. That two and a half weeks he was out, the Rangers were a totally different team. So if you're a voter and you look at he was, I think, the MVP when the injury happened. You talk about the lineup, then you look and you're like, wow, the Rangers thoroughly just slowed down, and maybe that won him the MVP in some weird way by not playing. Which is the, the essence of what pure valuability means. Uh-huh. What happens when you're when you're not there? How valuable are you to the team? Any chance uh, White Sox designator hitter Mark Tehan will get some votes for MVP? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Most vile participant. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, legitimate. The yeah. only thing that Mark Tehan did well all season was call out uh, uh, Lance Broadway for waiting outside in line for Halo when they were in the middle of a pennant race. Yeah. That was the only thing Mark Tehan did right all season. Yep. Lance Broadway, by the way, the guy's actual name. Yes. He did not have a previous career in adult films. It is not a Hollywood name. 
That's his actual God-given name, Lance Broadway. With a name like that, you better be good. By the way, I brought up the DH thing as a transition as we moved down to Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Big Dog, I know you have you were not able to make it down this year because you have to referee a prestigious Correct Championship football game, but you do have people down there reporting to you. Uh, any insights you can give us? And we've also heard the White Sox. The White Sox are making some noise, looking at the potential DHs, A, Johnny Damon, or B, the guy that I'd love to see, Hideki Matsui. Any insights you might have? You, you think they're really going to go the Matsui route, Coach? Well, it doesn't matter what I think, but they apparently that... Huh? They would trade for Matsui? Or they'd buy him. I don't know how, you know, I, I try to stay well, out I'm of the final... Sure he's under contract with the Angels, so I, I, I mean, I don't know... I. They do need a left-handed bat. Let's 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 just drop that right there. But I, I think the first thing the White Sox need to do in order to take care of business is sign Canerco, mm-hmm. and then worry about who else you can add. Because you, you sign Canerco to like a two-year deal, pay him well. You know, it doesn't have to be anything long-term. And well, but what do you what do you surmise, or what do your people down there tell you over cocktails at the hotel bar late at night? few general managers trying to get Kenny Williams to uh, drinky-drinky a little bit, maybe loosen up the pocketbook. Paulie Canerco going to be available for uh, some other teams, or do you think the White Sox re-sign him? Uh, Paul Canerco will only sign with the Diamondbacks, the Angels, or the White Sox. And the White Sox are definitely in the lead. Mm -hmm. And and I I do think the White Sox want him back. He's a really popular, really popular player. And if you look around the the U.S. Cellular Field crowd, there's typically – Quite a few Canerco jerseys as opposed to other players. And maybe that's the wrong way for for who you sign. But, but to be honest with you, you know, not only do you want a player that is going to play well and win ball games for you, that's 99% of it. Yep. But the, the 1% is the fact that if you pay him money, you can sell jerseys with his name mm-hmm. on it, which will give you some of that money. You're right about the jar studies, by the way, on jerseys at White Sox games. Uh, number one, Brian Urlacher. It's amazing. Second is uh, Konerko. Third is Persinski. David Olson has some insights again, live, not so live, rather, from Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Yes, David. I'm also going to uh, point out that Konerko is past the age where somebody's going to overpay for his services. Good point. You know, like Cliff Lee and Carl Crawford, absolutely. Somebody is going to end up overpaying for both of them. Yeah, they could end up being great the next six years and still never live up to the value of their contract. Uh, (laughs) Konerko's past that point. He's past yeah, that point. Uh, I would say Canerco is going to get like a three-year, $24, 26000000 million deal from somebody. That's what he's going to get. It's still a lot of money. Let's it's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's still a lot of money, but you know, nothing near what Carl Crawford's going to get. <laughs> yeah, Carl Crawford's going to get like seven years, $125 million. Big Dog, we got an email from uh, Hang 'em Low, Harry. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Harry wants to know if you've passed the age where people will stop overpaying for your services. Again, this is an email from Hang'em Low Harry. Well, when they start <laughs> paying me for my services, then I'll be happy about it, Coach. Okay. When, I, when we figure that so, end of it out, we're all going to be much happier in the long run. So, so it's a good news, bad news situation. The good news is you are not past the age of being overpaid for your services. The only minor bad news is you've never actually been paid for your services. Yeah, the good news is I'm in my prime. <laughs> uh, the bad news is, is I'm primed. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but I think it's funny. <laughs> 888-463-6748. The phone number of the Cubs. Uh, shh. Shh. Very quiet, big dog. Very quiet down in Florida. Jim Hendry, no movement from the bear front. All they're doing is raising ticket prices and asking for more money from the city. 
Now, uh, Jim Hendry made an acknowledgement the other day that I thought was extremely interesting, and I've been meaning to talk uh, about this on the show. He admitted that he had made moves in the past just to make a splash in terms of, like, name recognition Mm -hmm. and to keep fans interested. And uh, he said he's like he truly felt in his heart they were the right baseball moves, too, but he he felt that maybe his motivation was in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. And now all he truly cares about is getting the best possible players that fit what the Cubs need for the upcoming season. You know what? I'm glad he admitted that. I really am glad that that, that, that's what he admitted. And maybe he's learned something from the past. And and I've I've said it a a million times. You know, you you get Alfonso Soriano for $17 million. If you got three really good players at $6 million, you probably would have been much better off as a ball club. Mm -hmm. Who could forget uh, the the pickup of uh, Milton Bradley Jr., another one of those which obviously uh, completely bombed out. Through it all, I actually... When I listen to him, and, and you know, I know some of his moves have been questionable, but uh, I think Jim Henry is actually a very, very good baseball guy. I'm glad the Ricketts family has kept him out. I think he's pretty good. I don't know about very, very good. I think he's he's a, he's a he's, he's the best GM the Cubs have had in my whole entire life okay. besides the Dallas Green era for like three years when mm-hmm. the Cubs thoroughly and utterly changed their organization yeah. in the right direction, yeah. coach. And a lot of people were shocked that once the Ricketts family took over, they thought, you know. Three months, if not immediately, three, six months, a year later, they would have replaced Jim Henry, but they haven't. So um, apparently Jimmy Henry's won them over as well, but he continues on. Yeah, and I was surprised that they let Jim Henry pick the next manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to that. You know, it's it's, uh, it's surprising all the way around. Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe the Rickets really don't know anything about baseball, and they just are there to try to siphon money off of the Illinois taxpayers and mm-hmm. and refurbish uh, Wrigley Field and try to make as much money as possible. We thought we were getting something different when the Tribune Company sold the team. Any other inside info, info rather, feel free to uh, throw in some innuendos if you want down in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Big Dog, I know you got people down there. And um, how are the cocktails working with Kenny Williams late at night? I would think, I would think he's a hard guy to um, get a little tipsy. Yeah. He's too serious, Coach. Yes. He's way too serious. Now, Hendry will get drunk. You can tell Hendry will have a, a yep. beer now and then. What, what Hendry has to do is get Kevin Towers of the San Diego <laughs> Pau- uh, the Padres drunk, and all of a sudden uh, Adrian Gonzalez has a first-class ticket to uh, the city of Chicago, and he becomes the first baseman of your Chicago Cubs. And the Cubs give up uh, like a backup Marcia. catcher. Samarja, Samarja, Alfonso Soriano, and uh, that's a deal. Another one of the, the Japanese players that have not panned out in the minor league system. That's a deal. Done. I'll even give up Darwin Barney, coach. Darwin, who? Barney. Love his theories. Who's Darwin Barney? The 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 slick field and shortstop that they moved to second base after Starlin oh, Castro proved to be that's a right. Station. That's right. The future Keystone combo for the Cubs for many uh-huh. years to come. Yes. Yes. You know, actually, that Barney, if the Cubs can put together a good offense, Barney would be an ideal eighth hitter batting second because that guy can field the coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept hearing about it, kept hearing about it. Well, during those six weeks that he played for the Cubs last year, I was flabbergasted by how, what a good fielder he was, coach. They, it, 
and uh, what a heady and smart player he is. I think he can be all right. He's a, he's going to be a 265, five home run hitter his whole career. A little excitement for the Cubs down the road. You got a shortstop, huh? second base combination, young and, uh, certainly great upside, great potential. Hopefully they'll have the money to keep them around, but, uh, and look at the, look at the, well, the White Sox is definitely more legitimate than the Cubs because the Cubs is just promising. The White Sox have Gordon Beckham and Alexei Ramirez, which quite possibly could be the best it's the best uh, shortstop, second play combination the, the White Sox have had since the go-go White Sox at Mauricio uh-huh. and Fox. Yep. And it's nowhere near as good as that. No, they'd have to go. They'd have to have like you know six to ten years of of greater success than they've had already in order to reach that. Love, that love the way Gordon Beckham fought his way through some adversity last year. Through a lot of adversity. He, you know, a guy that basically baseball had come easy to him since third grade. He'd been the star, and he'd hit all the way up through uh, the University of Georgia, one of the top baseball schools. He made his way through the minor leagues in, like, record time, brought his way into the major leagues and started hitting, and he hit it, started hitting right away. And then he hit that two-month slump last year, Big Dog, and there were a few cracks. You could see a couple times a little slamming of the uh, bat in the dugout, a few little comments, but he held himself together. He pulled himself out of it. I think in the long run, I think anyways, he will be a better man for it, a better second baseman for having gone through that tough two-month period. Yeah, I, I will agree. And you know in that two-month period you're talking about, he only had one extra base hit. Yeah. I mean, it was it – was, How does that happen and you remain in the lineup every day? It was – there are slumps, and then there are slumps. Uh, you know, you look at our ratings the last couple of months. Gordon Beckham even went deeper than that, Big Doug. That was a major slump. If he was worse than us, that's a serious issue, Coach. You should have that looked at. Not to worry, by the way. Our ratings are uh, – the arrow is pointing up, Big Dog. Uh, yeah, the arrow is – it's way down on the ground as it is, but at least it's pointing up. That's the yeah, bright side. Speaking of that, you know, uh, Robert McEwen was the rain man, was able to break down our demographics, okay? Uh-oh. And, you know, we're doing all right, especially in uh, in West Africa, Coach. <laughs> Ghana and Nigeria. You, you laugh, but they click on us a lot. Yeah. They like us. I was in West Africa. I'm, I was hoping that you know the entire continent of Africa would be listeners, but uh, what the hell is wrong with East Africa that they're not paying attention? Uh, East Africa, there's uh, a lot of <laughs> social discord, a lot of uh, Come people on. saying that my religious book is right and your book is wrong. They don't have time to listen Come to sports. Come on, they don't. A little whose book is right. Uh, one of our mottos should be: a little social discord should never get in the way of one hour of uh, hot stove talk in the middle of November. Absolutely, Coach. Yeah. They just I want always, to know why we're not talking more cricket. I always thought social discard was overrated, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the Rain Man has all kinds of suggestions for our show. He is. He needs to know that he needs to slow down when he speaks. He's talking oh, a different goodness. language than we understand. Absolutely. He's got a lot of suggestions, though. Some, uh, they all make sense, the ones that I can actually figure yep. out what he's talking about. Yep, this guy can break down demographics. He's got the whole Internet thing. It's uh it's unbelievable. It's the the uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, inner circles. There's like so many levels to this yeah, thing that um, everything that he has said, like how we were going to grow doing the Shytown mix, has gone exactly like he said. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, we'll, we'll get like 50 hits the first week, and he's like, within a month, all your videos will have like 500, and it's just exactly how he's saying it. And so he's saying next month and now they'll all have a thousand after one week. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see, Coach. And again, we'll live videos of our show from yesterday. All the shows can be heard at thetalkzone.com. Twoguysmike.com. That's our own personal website. You can see the Big Dog's biography up there. Brand new picture of the Big Dog, by the way. It looks very, very nice, Dog. 
and uh, the website that some of our videos can also be seen and a lot of your football predictions, Big Doug. Throw that out there. Oh, ChiTownMix.com. C-H-I-TownMix. Is that Chai or Shy? Chi-Town, whatever you want to say, Coach. <laughs> Since you're from the city of Chicago, you should know it's Chi-Town. Uh, i got to bring that up every once in a while just to bug you. You know that. All right. Um, quick transition. Quick transition. Let's talk a little NBA basketball real quick. Our Chicago Bulls took on the San Antonio Spurs last night. And my comment on our Facebook page, Big Dog, was, how could a team look so good the first half and look so bad the second half? The turnaround was drastic. And it ended out with the Bulls' uh, defeat. Last night, I I was uh, roaming the streets of the city of Chicago. I was able to scrounge up about 27 cents and begging, you know, a couple pennies here and there. I'm joking around, actually. Somebody was in the hospital. I had to go visit someone in the hospital yesterday. Uh, But uh, that third period, the Bulls were outscored 37 to 12, and they only had one assist on their basket. Wow. In a whole quarter. Come on. And way too much. Like, that just sounds like way too much standing around, letting somebody else try to do the work, or mm-hmm. or when you get the ball, you just going up and chucking, probably shooting a fadeaway. I didn't get to see the third quarter. Was Ugh. it as bad as I read on ESPN? Yes. dot com. Yes. In also, a word, yeah. And what made it so frustrating, Big Dog, is it was complete, complete opposite in the first half. The Bulls were making San Antonio. Look sophomore. This game was at San Antonio. The Bulls were just working their offense beautifully. Guys came off the bench. Ronnie Brewer, Omar Ashik played brilliantly. We had a 15-point lead midway through the second quarter. But the San Antonio Spurs, championship team, even when they when they were hitting their worst streak, big dog, solid, confident. Greg Popovich over on the bench. You could tell he was mad, but never lost his control. Popo, one of the most underrated coaches in any sport, Agreed. anytime yeah. ever. But like a championship team, they were. They just turned it around and put the blitz on the Bulls. It was it was uh, well, it was pretty to see if you're a San Antonio fan. Not so fun if you're a Bulls fan. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in this game. Well, one is the first time in even though they won four championships, it's the first time since 1981 in the George Gervin era, the Ice Man, that the the Spurs have started nine and one. And even more interesting, you know, I click on the story on ESPN to to read it today and find out that. Uh, Eva Longoria yes. filed for divorce no. of Tony Parker oh, yesterday. And no. he was able to go out there and play his best game of the season. And she cited irreconcilable differences, which means one word, herpes. Stop it. Yes, David. Do you, do you, do you want to know the rest of the story? Of course yes, we do. Yes. All right, supposedly. What are you, Walter Cronkite all of a sudden? Yes, I am. Supposedly, that's Paul Harvey, actually. But uh, yeah, that's right. That's supposedly, right. supposedly, um, he had had an affair with Brent Berry's wife right after him and Eva got married. Uh, she knew about it. She put an end to it and said no more. Brent Berry, the NBA player. Brent Berry, the NBA player and former member of the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Apparently, uh, Tony Parker and uh, Mrs. Berry have remained in contact uh, since the affair. Uh, and Eva found out by like going through a cell phone and found like hundreds of text messages from the woman. And um, the divorce proceedings have been going on for a while, and he wanted to keep them quiet. And in her little bit of revenge, she decided to go public with, that, with wow. him just to rub it in his face. Wow. Well, yeah, he kind of deserves it, too. Yeah. And is Brent Berry still married to the woman? Uh, not sure. 
That's bad. You know what? Sure. This is, you know, there was always something. I used to say it back when they got married. I was like, there's something suspicious about that guy. He always seemed like a little bit. He always seemed shady to me, Coach. Now, oh. and you know what? On the on the other side of things, she's always been, uh, and I, I I hate to use this term, but she's always been a publicity whore, always. Since she yeah. first got, since she first hit it big with Desperate Housewives, she's, I mean, out of all of them, oh, she's doing the talk show circuits, and I'm here, and this, and this. Yeah. And, and this. her body of work, pardon the pun, not that long or deep. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, she does have a one hell of a body, though, Coach. Well, that body of work is pretty good. David, yeah. uh, now that you've, uh, or you appear to be up on all the rumors, no truth to the rumors that uh, me and the big dog have heard. Uh, between Eva Longorio and Detroit defensive lineman Natakam Soup. And Donakam. And Damakan Soup. No, not no to my knowledge. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> by, by the way, they, I, I saw Daniel Snyder had, uh, had Albert Hainsworth uh, in, uh, in the owner's <laughs> box the other day. Uh-oh. And Albert Hainsworth was with his girlfriend, who I think was, was about 100 pounds. Okay. It, it just didn't look right, Coach. No. You got a 340 pound dude standing next to like a, it looked yep. like a child. Yeah. A little uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't his daughter. That was his girlfriend. Oh, it was definitely the girlfriend. That was his daughter. 100 pounds. I've seen that before, though. Heavy guys, like real light girls. A lot of times the light girls go for the heavy guys. The tall guys are a short guy. Yo, who are you kidding? She's going for the wallet. Is well, all right, matter. maybe in that case. Oh, but, amen. Come on. But even away from stardom, there are the, sometimes the short guy. Likes to go out with, you often see him matched up with the tall girl. Maybe it's a thing like they prove that they can do it, and sometimes the tall girl will be attracted to the small guy. It's an opposite attracts thing, big dog. You can read about it in my new book coming out uh, in a couple of months. You'll be the first to autograph. Oh, excellent. excellent. So I get to autograph it? Or Absolutely. you give me the autograph copy? Well, you're going to write the backward. David Olson's <laughs> writing the forward. I'm having you write the backward, and uh, you can autograph the backward part. Yeah, you know, like it'll go something like, "Well, if you've actually gotten to this point, you've read the whole book, so you can hang on for another paragraph of trash." <laughs> yeah, something to that extent. Okay, good. Ah, uh, goodness, that's outstanding. Big dog. Any other uh, news and notes here? Blackhawks won five to nothing yesterday. Jonathan Taves with a hat trick, so they snap out of it. And you know, we got football Friday tomorrow. College football this weekend. Not bad. I mean, everybody's yeah, talking a about a lot of good games this weekend. I guess the best games are at Yankee Stadium and Wrigley Field. Yes, and, uh, us boys over at Chi Town Mix will be in Wrigleyville on Saturday. Wow! Getting you're know, getting the word Woo! out about Chi uh, Town Mix, getting the word out about TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic, and uh, interviewing all these college football fans. It should be a good time. And uh, trust me, I'm going to ask many of the girls to show me their teeth. <laughs> So any of the uh, female fans out in the city of Chicago, if they want to track down a big dog, you'll be out there Saturday morning uh, right outside Wrigley Field with the rest of the game day crew. Yeah, it should be a nice. really, really good time. Oh, and tonight, tonight, at uh, right after I get done with the rec league game, I will be watching the Bears game with the cast of Engaged okay. at Emmett, at Grand and Halstead. And, and Coach, i got to be t- straight up right now. If you are a, a, a man in your 20s, you want to come out there because these girls are spectacular is the best way to put it. And who are these girls? The cast of Engaged? The uh, Pamela Pratt, the Amelia Craigs. It's, uh, what is... All I can tell you is uh, that I know they don't listen to the program, Coach, so I can just say these girls are a little loose. Uh, I'm not familiar with the show Engaged. <laughs> and what role do you play, Big Dog? I play the gay psychiatrist. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> when I look back to the great memories of doing this show, I don't know how many years down the road, Big Doug, me asking you about this show might be the might be the highlight. i got to be honest with you. I look <laughs> forward to you having memories because you don't have any. You ask me questions like the same questions day in and day out. So the fact that you say you look forward to having memories, I look, I look forward to you having them also. <laughs> yeah. Actually, loss of memory is not that bad for the person who loses. It's more aggravating for the people like you that have to deal with it on a regular basis. Yeah, at least I Although, can roll my eyes, you know, over the phone. David yeah. Olson has to look you in the face and act serious and be like, "Yes, yeah. coach, we went over this 25 yeah. minutes." You know, I will tell you, my wife, who's around me a lot more than you are, she's handling it better than you are. I will tell you that right up front. You, to hope, she's you, probably taking advantage of it somehow. Yeah, I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 888-463-6748, the phone number, folks. You want to check in, talk some sports. Early in the show, we talk Bears and Dolphins. You want to revisit that game. Thursday night football tonight. Any Bear fans listening to the program, give us a call. We'll talk some Bear football. Big dog uh, between sneezes and coughs early in the show, rather unconfidently, but yet nevertheless predicting a Bear victory tonight. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you know, normally, I, honestly, you know this, Coach, I tell you how – Illinois football, Illinois basketball, Cub baseball, Chicago Bears football is going to go. Like, honestly, like, I try to be uh, objective about it. I, I have no feeling. So that okay. Bears prediction was based okay. 99.4% on the fact that I love the Chicago Bears. I really don't have any type of feel for this game. Mm-hmm. And it's because of Thursday. You, you, I don't know what's going to happen. These guys, they practice for two days, and then they get on a flight, and then they go down to Miami. You know what I mean? And now, then, then they play today. Mm-hmm. You practice Monday, Tuesday. You fly Wednesday. I, I don't know what to expect, except I'm really I'm going to go with your philosophy, your theory of the less that Lovey Smith <laughs> has a chance to prepare the team, the better off they are. So I'm good, I'm rolling with that. That's All that right. 0.6% that I'm it's going just, with. It tends to be a successful theory. Should be a big football weekend. It tips off uh, – with a Thursday night special, Bears and the Dolphins. I want to correct something you said, Big Dog. You said the best games this weekend are at Yankee Stadium and at Wrigley Field. I think what you meant to say is the uh, most notoriety. They're getting the yeah, most yeah, publicity. Yeah. But Absolutely, me, that's what I meant. Yep. Let me throw some of these babies out at you. Stanford okay. at California. That's going to be a great bet. The on the field. <laughs> Wisconsin at Michigan. Not many people talking about that. Should be a heck of a game. Nebraska. Heck of a game. Nebraska taking on uh, Aggie Tech, Texas A&M. That's a heck of a ball game. Texas Huge A&M game. having a pretty good season. Virginia. Basically, Nebraska could wrap up the Big 12 North if they win that. And as yeah. Big Ten fans, I want them to do it. I want the, the Big 12 champion to be playing in the Big Ten next season. Texas A&M, though, at home, top 25 team. That will not be an easy task. It's, and you know what? Uh, it's it's going to be a difficult game. Nebraska is the bully this year. They beat up on bad teams. They've had trouble with good teams. Mm-hmm. Ohio State and Iowa. Iowa got knocked out by Northwestern. It's a three-way battle for first place. Wisconsin and Michigan State both rooting for the Iowa Hawkeyes. How weird is that? But that's a pretty no, good no, game. No, 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 no. What do you mean, no? Wisconsin is rooting for Ohio State to win, Coach. If Michigan State and Wisconsin end up the season with one loss apiece, Michigan State beat Wisconsin. Remember, I predicted that game, too. I look pretty smart now. All young Michigan kids State, out there, take a number two blood pencil, yeah, get your yeah, paper yeah. out, take notes. And I'll try to speak softly. Okay, so if Ohio State loses, you'll have two teams tied atop the Big Ten with one loss, one conference loss. Yes, sir. And Michigan State beat Wisconsin. So that means Michigan State goes to the Rose Bowl. Interesting. But, but 
if all of them have one loss at the end of the year, so Ohio State gets it done in the Alcanic Stadium, beats the Hawkeyes, they all have one loss. Wisconsin goes. Then it's based, uh, since it's a three-way tie, you can't say this team beat this team. You can't do that. So just by the, the, the BCS rankings, which means that Wisconsin, I doubt they'll get passed by Ohio State if Ohio State wins at Iowa. Very unlikely that they will. It, it could, but unlikely. It means that Wisconsin goes to the Rose Bowl. So in some weird way, you're rooting for a team to have as many losses as you and not add on. Did you see where I'm getting at with that? Yeah, very well it's described. Strange. Very well it, described. It's a strange situation. But then again, if Purdue pulls a horseshoe out of their butt and, and beats Michigan State, and then Ohio, uh, New Wisconsin fans are going to be like, why would we root for Ohio State? We could have had this year. We could have been lone conference champions. So. Ladies and gentlemen, for transcripts of the Big Dogs, breakdown of the Big Ten Championship, you can write us here at thetalkzone.com. Better yet, email us, and we'll send you a typewritten autograph copy of those transcripts. By the way, emailer uh, Two Puffs Patty. Two Puffs Patty wants to know what happens if uh, Northwestern wins out. Do they have a chance of going to the Rose Bowl? Uh, yes, in 2012. <laughs> That's it, huh? Yes, yes. Beautiful. By the way, did you know? Did you see what the spread is for the Illinois Northwestern game, Coach? Don't tell me. I'm going to guess Illinois Northwestern. Illinois coming off a loss. Northwestern without their quarterback. Boy, that's a tough spread. It's going to be three points at the most. Either way. I'm going to say Northwestern one point. Illinois is an eight point. What? Favorite. Eight. Wow. Eight. How much of that is that all quarterback based? I, I, if points. you look at just the whole season, you know, Illinois should definitely be favored. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. The whole season. Who's Northwestern beat, Coach? Northwestern lost to Purdue. Yeah, they just beat Iowa. And, and, and if Illinois played Iowa, they would have beat Iowa, too, this season. Who, Iowa's not that good. Well, tell me who Illinois beat. Okay, well, they, they let me see. They, they, let me go through the Big Ten right now, because after... They blew out Penn State. Uh, they blew out Penn State, and Northwestern lost to Penn State. We got about um, ten seconds here, my friend. Okay, and Illinois is beating Purdue. Northwestern lost to Purdue. I'll tell you uh, what, we'll, we'll we'll pick up on a football Friday tomorrow. All right, we'll do beat the Schmoes, but I'm shocked with that point spread. Shocked and appalled, and I expect you to do something about it between now and tomorrow's show. Well, maybe it'll be down to seven and a half by the time tomorrow's show starts. How about that? Uh, Big dog, great stuff today, man. You were uh, entertaining, if not informative, the entire show. Yeah, your inspiration (laughs) is the wind beneath my wings, Coach. (laughs) Oh, I'll sneak my way into a crack somewhere. I don't know about your wings, but... uh, Well, I have have nothing to do today, so the crack sounds good. All right, we'll take... We're not going to take a quick break. We're off for the day. We'll see you tomorrow. Football Friday. Beat the Schmoles, all the fun and game. David Olson, our producer. Great job. TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic for me. The Big Dog and the Rain Man. Have a great day.